sometimes you got to know where a person came from to know how they got to where they are. Welcome to the For Lovers Only show. I'm your host, Danny Sanchez. This is a show where we'll explore and break down how we love, why we love the way that we do, and how to bridge the gap to loving better. As always, I want you to be intentional as you listen to each episode. Let's start by asking ourselves this. If love is the highest frequency, why are we so disconnected? Let's explore. I wish I could say that me standing in my power and going forward and being an artist came from just me knowing that that is where I should be. Like, yes, and there was an inner knowing there, but there was a lot of, there was a lack of self-confidence in that. There was a lack of self-confidence in being an artist, being a creative, going out into the world and showing, I don't know, what I spent my entire life cultivating. You know, like, I'm not new to this. And what a lot of people don't even understand about me as an artist is that I've been an artist since I was a kid. It was nurtured from a young age because my mom is an artist. And she made sure that I was immersed in all things art. And I don't even know if it was necessarily, you know, thought out. I think it it was just who she was, you know? And to have a mom who was in extremely young, like she was 18 years old when she gave birth to me, didn't even finish high school. She dropped out and then went back and got her GED. But she had lofty aspirations to be, she, she wanted to work in, in the realm of architecture, like buildings and things like that. And so she was in school uh, learning architectural drafting. And, like, my mom's a really good drawer. Like, she is talented. And I don't know that I've seen her do it since I was a kid, but to me, art is like riding a bike. Once you once you know it, you don't lose it. You just need to put it back into practice to get back on that boat. But anyway, it was nurtured in me. And I think there was a point in which there was a shift uh, my mom experienced some things and I feel like that changed her. And I think that she just went into herself, you know. I see my mom completely different now. I feel like, you know, the woman was struggling with a lot of things. And I often felt alone because of that. And so I turned to what I knew. I remember the very first time that I got praised for my art. I was 10. Um, I went to, my mom used to take me to uh, Bring Your Child to Work Day. Um, and I went to Bring Your Child to Work Day and I sat with one of her coworkers and slash friends. And um, she just gave me a piece of paper and some crayons. And I pretty much just wrote a story. I don't even remember what the fucking story was about. I don't. But this lady was just so impressed by me writing a story. Like it was a short story and I illustrated a picture and she put it in like this little uh i guess it's like a folder but it was like it was like this black folder with like this clear thing on top of it so you could still see the work but it was basically she was preserving my art um and she was just so impressed and she just went around she took me around to everybody and let them read my story and then she took it to my mom and i think my mom was just used to it so it wasn't really 
as impressive to her. It was just like, you know, that's what she do, you know? <laughs> but that was my first glimpse in, oh, okay, a little talented, right? And then I, I feel like my next glimpse was when I got to middle school. In middle school, I liked to, like, cut up stuff and, you know, make things, like, mostly fashion, because, like I said, I had a deep appreciation for, one, books, two, writing, three, music, four, fashion. My mom was deeply into fashion. We spent a lot of time at the ball. Probably still, to this day, one of my favorite things to do with her. And her music taste was impeccable. So, like, I had a very cultured life uh, in that aspect of art. So I've always been in art. Like, I've always had my my feet firmly in it. But I didn't think anything, again, I didn't think anything of this because in my mind, a career as an artist just wasn't a thing. Like, I don't know why, but it just wasn't a thing. And so, um, you know, I went, I went on with my life. And then I got to high school, and I had to figure out what the fuck I wanted to do with the rest of my life. And so I decided... Okay, I'm gonna go to school for fashion design. I love fashion, and I want to see if I have what it takes. And I and I went and and I found out I do have what it takes. But I also found out that I don't know if this is the realm for me. Um, in the midst of all of that, and I'll go into detail about that one day. But this is really just a synopsis of how I came into my power and really where I started from because I feel like. Sometimes you got to know where a person came from to know how they got to where they are. And so I had the fashion journey and um, that abruptly came to an end when I lost my scholarship. scholarship. I lost one of my uh, private loans and I wasn't able to afford school. So I had to, I'm a college dropout, essentially. And uh, it was... I think for a few years after that, like, so after that, like, no, let me pause. After that, I, um, I was depressed like a motherfucker. And I just decided I had always had this dream of having a streetwear brand. And so, like, I was like, fuck this. I'm going to take my little bit of money. I went to Walmart, got me a couple T-shirts. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do, but I'm going to do some shit. And I just started splattering paint on some T-shirts. And this was well before the YouTube era, at least my introduction to YouTube. I didn't know shit about it. I, I just did shit. I just did what I felt. And it was a success. You know, it went, it went viral in the, in the local sense. People knew who I was and they knew what I did and they, and they liked it. And that was another taste of, oh, I got a little talent, right? But still, not enough to make me feel like I could truly have a career in art. And then after that, like, I got, you know, I I gave birth to my son, and I kind of put all that behind me and tried to just live a very normal life. And uh, that very normal life was fucking draining. I couldn't do it. It wasn't in me. But I would say from maybe my son was born in 2008. I probably ended my fashion line in 2009. So from... 2010 to 2016, I was trying to be regular, regular degular. I wasn't writing. I wasn't doing shit. I mean, well, I did start writing again, like right around 2013, but not for consumption. Just because, like I said, now that I know this, I'm an artist and I 
I, I need this shit to breathe. Like, it's just a part of me. It's not a thing I'm doing for accolades or recognition. It is me. It is a huge part of me. It's how I express myself. It's how I get my point of views across. It's how I tell the world who the fuck I am. Like, I am an artist. And so, still, my confidence wasn't high. So, like, you know, I, I dabbled in entrepreneurship in 2016. I had a little consignment shop. That was cool. I, I feel like I got to step into my artistic bag a little bit, like creative directing, um, shoots and stuff like that for my brand. And then um, in 2017 is when I was like, I think I want to be an artist again. But I didn't specifically know what I wanted to do. So what I did was try to encourage others to become artists. And so I started a coaching business. And that coaching business was to get people to tap into their inner child so that they could tap back into being an artist, whether they were a parent or not. Like, that shit never dies. Like, and we should be okay with feeling like that. It's not childish to want to go and play or create or any of that. It's really freeing. And so um, I did that for a while, but a, a, a huge part of me felt like a fraud because, like, I'm teaching this and I'm being paid to teach it. But in the same breath, I'm too scared to step into it myself. So it's like, well, why don't you use the formula that you teach it and um, come out of the space of, low self-confidence in your work and your creations and your art and your perspective. But still, I, I kept running from it. And then in 2017, I started a, a, a transition from coaching artists to helping women release burnout. So I had a wellness coaching business. And then eh, it did well. It did fairly well. Lots of recognition. Um, the, the movement was moving. But again, like I keep saying, I'm going to keep reiterating this part. I'm an artist. So I started podcasting because I, I like to talk. And using my voice was, to me, another way of expression. I think it's an art to be able to tell stories or just share in a way that connects people. And I did fairly well, but again, kept feeling unfulfilled. So I moved on and I kept moving on. It wasn't until, I would say, till I started doing photos and video where I realized that my power was great because I think that the, the external response privately is what triggered it in me. I'm like, those who are willing to tell me in private that I'm great but not publicly says something to me. And I know that might seem off to you, but I'm looking at it from a perspective of a lot of times we don't like to clap for people publicly, especially if they're doing something we feel like we want to do or can't do because we feel not confident in it or whatever the case may be. But we'll tell them privately how great they are and how much they are shifting whatever inside of them. And I was like, okay. So then I dropped my very first poetry album in 2021. And when I say that the the response from that is really what let me know that I was fully in it, it was that. It was that moment. And 
on top of that, like, well, before the poetry album, I had launched a, a mini movement called BBE, Babbage Energy Collective, where I was getting women to tap into the energy of I'm that girl, you know, like the, building their confidence, essentially. And the impact that that has had on the women that came through that program, that community, I was like, wow, wow, wow. Uh, the amount of confidence and talent and just beauty that was produced from that movement. And I, I just see the women flourishing and growing. And I know for a fact that when they came in, that they didn't feel that. And to think that I had a hand in that, let me know that in itself is an art. So what I started to do is I started to look at me as a whole as art. And if I'm consistently working on my art, me, that inspires others to consistently work on their art, them. And we are simultaneously works of arts and works in progress. And we will be until our very last breath. And that, that in and of itself gave me the confidence to constantly show up in it regardless of external validation, public or private. I don't care. You know, like none of that shit matters because I know that me, I am my greatest work of all time. I am the greatest artwork I have ever produced. And I know you, you may look at it like, well, technically you didn't produce you. I didn't birth me initially, but I have birthed myself many, many times over because I had to. I had to die and be reborn many times in order to get to this space. I had to let go parts of me. I had to release trauma. I had to release pain and sadness and whatever it was standing in my way and holding me back um, and making me feel like my confidence, I didn't have the confidence to do what was necessary. So I am my greatest work of art. And if I can stand in that every single day, I know that that is a testament and an inspiration to others. And that's all I've ever really wanted to do in this life was essentially what my first clothing line meant. Uh, the name of it is Medisol. And it's an acronym for making a difference in someone else's life. And I just find it so hilarious how one point connects to the other. And that it's not about the medium in which I'm producing. It's really a, just about the mission. And the mission has always been the same. But by pouring into myself, by showing up in my energy, by being confident in my work, uh, I am able to make a difference in other people's lives. And that is an extension of me. It's an extension of my art. It's an extension of my passion. It's, a, it's an extension of the way that I love. It's never been solely about me. Even every death that I've had to go through and endure, I'm always thinking about the bigger picture, the greater good. How can this support, inspire, or uplift someone in some way possible? And that is the legacy that I want to leave. I know that my power, I know that my power is a direct reflection of me transmuting my pain. And if I can do it, I know that others can do it. And that that is what I stand for. 
That is where my power lies. And it doesn't matter what I do, where I show up, what business I launch, what brand I launch, or if I launch nothing at all and I just exist, I know that there is power in that. I know that there is love in that. I know that there is light in that. And I'm grateful to every single person who saw it before me and even those who have envied it um, unknowingly. I don't, that, that doesn't bother me. That doesn't make me sad, like, because I get it. Like, I understand it, especially when you can't see it in yourself. I've been in that position of envy, like, dang, I wish I could do that or I wish I could move like that. And you can, but you gotta, you gotta kill off the parts of you that feel like you are unworthy. You gotta kill off the parts of you that feel like you can't. You gotta kill off the parts of you that lack that power, that understanding that you're already great. You ain't got to do nothing fucking extra. You just exist and you're great. And I love that shit. And I love that as complicated as it may seem, it's quite simple. Really, it's quite simple. The power of you lives in your ability to visit the darkest, the deepest, darkest parts of you, honor them and release them over and over and over again. And that is you really stepping into what it means to make the greatest art of all time, which is you. There's nothing outside of us greater than us. And if we all viewed ourselves as artwork, we'd understand that there's an activism that lives inside of us because art is created to move and I was created to disrupt, to disrupt, to polarize, to ignite. And if I'm not working on myself, if I'm not unraveling and peeling back the layers and going into the darkness and releasing and transmuting, then I'm not doing what the fuck I came here to do. And what's the point? Like, you know, what's the point of life if you ain't going to rise to the occasion? If you're not going to walk in your highest self, I think it's quite useless. But that's just me. So every day I wake up, I strive to be the best me possible in any and every way. I'm not looking for any external accolades. I'm just looking to do what I need to do for those who need me to do it. And for myself, first and foremost, for myself. Because whatever I put in my cup spills over onto those who look to me in some way, shape, or form. And, and it's an honor. It's an honor to lead. It's an honor to stand in a position of power. I would never abuse it or misuse it. It's an honor when people look to me for guidance in any way, shape, or form. And I, and I definitely take it to heart and I put my all into making sure that I don't lead people astray. But I also know that it is not fully my responsibility to lead them anywhere. It is only my responsibility to stand in who I am and um, be an example. But yeah, power, your power is in knowing that you are the art. You are the love. You are the joy. You are the comfort. You are the safety that you're seeking. Everything that you seek lives in you. Everything. Everything. And this is really step one of learning how to become the ultimate lover. Happy Sunday, lovers. 
as always, I appreciate you for tuning in. Remember to let love guide you and everything will work out in divine timing. Peace, lovers.